Tattoos episode podcast 122, The Law of the Lids. John Maxwell talks about the law of the lids, and I love a story that he tells to illustrate the importance of understanding the lids in our own life and our own leadership. He said he was talking to a hotel consultant who goes in and tries to start to turn around hotels that are not profitable for the company. And he said when he walks in, the very first thing that they do 100% of the time when they walk into a hotel that they're about to take over is they fire the manager. And when he was telling the story, John said that he stopped and asked him, he said, you, you fire the manager. What, what if the manager is a good guy? The hotel consultant said, if the leader was any good, then I wouldn't be hired on anyways. So the first thing I do is I'm going to fire that guy. Cause that guy is a lid to the growth of this hotel, man. I, I think there's just a ton of truth in that. The, the problem is this hotel is not profitable because there are some lids, there are some hindrances that are keeping it from being profitable. And until those lids are removed, that business is not going to grow. And there's a principle in that for all of us. I want you to listen to me carefully for a second. There are lids of growth and health in every single area of our life. There's lids in our spiritual health. There's lids in our businesses. There's lids in our ministry. There, there, there are those lids that are keeping you, your project, your, your business, your ministry from going to the next level. And the only way that there's going to be a progression is to remove the lid. Those lids can come in all forms of shapes and sizes. Sometimes there are logical or logistical realities that need to be addressed. Let, let me give you an example of one that was here at JFA when we first got here. The, the parking lot was a lid to growth. There was not enough space to park your cars in order to grow beyond where we were at. And so until that was addressed, that was a lid that was going to keep us from growing. It's a very logical and logistical thing that needed to be fixed. Sometimes there's lids in culture. Sometimes in churches in particular, there's, there's an unhealthy cultural trait that's preventing growth. Sometimes people have an attitude of us for no more, uh, that they're not very welcoming, whatever the case may be. And until that is addressed, there's not going to be any growth. Sometimes there's lids in systems. You know, maybe, maybe your business revenue has stalled out because the system and the process in which you are leading your customers through is, is, is too slow, and so it's impeding, impeding progress. Let me give you an example. If you drive by, you know, a, a, a fast food restaurant and the line is really long, you're not going to pull in and get in that line. You're going to go find a different restaurant because you're in a hurry. Fast food means it needs to be quick. So if I'm going to sit in line for 20 minutes, I'm not a happy customer and I don't come back. That's a system that needs to be fixed in that business. Now, here's what we don't want to admit. A lot of times we are the lid. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, is fixing the lids in our own life and our own leadership that's keeping us from, from advancing. Here's the deal. Every promotion in Christ is going to require a training period in our life for growth to happen before we're released. You know, I want you to think of a baby eagle. A baby eagle has the potential to soar. The baby eagle has a potential to catch fish. But until that, until that eagle gets strong enough, until it grows enough, that one day that mama can push it out of the nest, that potential is unrealized. If he's pushed out of that nest too soon, he's just going to crash. And here's what I know about this leadership team. You are meant to soar. You have a high calling. But you have to recognize that today, there are some lids that you're going to have to grow past in order for you to realize that calling. Those lids are hindering you from getting where you need to go. And every single one of them have it. Every single one of us have it. It doesn't matter what God has done in our past. It doesn't matter how much he's moved in our past. No matter how much he's allowed us to accomplish, 
if we don't grow past the lids, we're done where we're at today. So the lids need to be removed. Therefore, it would behoove us from time to time just stop and ask ourselves the hard question. You know, is my leadership ready for the next level? Is my spiritual life ready for the next level? You know, what lids in my life or my leadership are going to keep me from progressing? The first church leaders had the same problem. We know the story very well in Acts 6. You know, you can read about it 1 through 7. Just kind of paraphrasing that account, you know, the, 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 the church is just blowing up. God has done great things through the apostles. People are everywhere. Uh, they're starting to do some compassion ministry already. They're, they're feeding widows. And, and there's a problem that breaks out between the Hebrew widows and, and the Hellenistic widows, and, and there's a big church fight. And so they summon, you know, the 12 apostles summons all the disciples, and they said, look, it's, it's not right for us to give up the preaching of the word to serve tables. So we're going to need some help here. You guys pick some guys, seven, that have, you know, good reputations, they're full of spirit and wisdom, and we're going to hand this duty off to them, and we're going to devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, which is what God has called us to do. And so... You know, they, they pick the seven guys. You know, we kind of identify these as the first deacons. And what the Bible says is that after they laid their hands on them and prayed, that the word of God continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem because of what they did. So, so what was happening? There was a, from a practical standpoint, there was a lid that had hit this church because of the, the demands of the leadership within the church, the projects facing them, they, they hit this growth lid. And once they overcame that lid, then they were able to continue to grow and adequately do the work of the ministry. Uh, in fact, the, the apostles admit that, that before they addressed that lid, not only did they have a lid on, on growth, but there was actually a negligence to their calling to the word because they're running around and, and feeding widows. They said it's not right for us to give up the ministry of prayer and the word. So, so we see there was a deficiency there. There was some negligence. Leadership ability is the lid that's going to determine your level of reach and the quality of ministry within the organization that you're leading. The lower the lid, the less effective you're going to be. The higher lid, the more likely you will be effective. Now, since we're talking about lids and ourselves personally, here, here's another reality that we need to understand about a lid, and this one should scare us a little bit. Your ministry and your team will never outpace your lid. You, you, your ministry is never going to reach more people than you personally are able to, to lead. You're never going to gain talent beyond where you're at for a long period of time. So if, if on a scale of 1 to 10, you're a 4, your ministry is never going to consistently rise above a 3. Right? If you're a 6, you're not going to be able to, you know, you know, uh, for long term at least, be able to retain and recruit people who are eights. Talented people who are eights are not going to follow people who are sixes. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to be the most talented person in the room or the smartest person in the room. Far from it. But your leadership attributes better be consistently growing and excelling or very talented, very smart people, people that you need on your team, people who are smarter and talented than you are not going to follow you. People who are more talented and smarter than you will follow you if they watch you growing. They watch you progressing. But if you're stagnant and you're a, a four and they're an eight, everybody knows it, including them, and they'll go find somebody else to follow or do it themselves. So the question we need to ask ourselves then is this. What are the potential lids in my leadership right now? What are the potential lids 
uh, in, in church ministry and which ones could I be falling into in this season? All right, so let me just give you some lids. All right, lid number one, your spiritual health. You know, we know the first calling of any minister is to be with Jesus. And Mark 3, when Jesus called the disciples together, the first thing he said was it was to be with him. Our number one calling is to be with Christ. I know I sound like a broken record in our leadership podcast because I talk about our spiritual health so much, but here's the deal. We're in a spiritual ministry, and if our spiritual health is out of kelter, then it is only going to be a matter of time before this house of cards comes down because that's all you're building if your spiritual health is out of order is a house of cards. So we have to make sure that we're spending time with Jesus. And our church deserves, your ministry deserves better ministry and better leadership than a spiritual level four or five. Like our church deserves more than spiritual level four or five pastors and deacons. They deserve eights and nines. And the best gift we can ever give to our families, ourselves, and our church is a spiritually healthy us. So from time to time, we need to take spiritual inventory of our life and we need to ask ourselves the hard question, what is the lid to my spiritual health? Like, am I staying healthy? Because I can't fake this. So, so am I getting into the word? Am, am I spending time in prayer? Am I truly growing? Because if not, this is a lid that's going to hinder me. Lid number two, cultural projection. Culture is going to determine the health of the church, and it's going to determine the health of your ministry. And we've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. Listen, you are the chief cultural officer of your ministry. And, and this is one of those simple things that people just don't seem to get in, in the bigger church world. And I'm not saying that you guys per se, but you just look around and, and, and there's a lot of church ministry leaders that are frustrated because their, their, their situation is unhealthy. And, and I want to scream at them and say, you are responsible to dictate the health of your organization or your ministry. You are the chief cultural officer. So if you don't like what you have, it's your fault. So get it fixed. And it is a lid. If it's not healthy, buddy, it's, it's, again, it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow spiritual depth. It's not going to grow deep roots. It's not going to grow numerically. It needs to be healthy. So you're, you are the cultural lid for your ministry. If your personal values uh, are, are inadequate, if you haven't taken time to have strong convictions for those, those values, no one else will. You know, our vision at this church try to help is to have a healthy culture that impacts our community. And, and, and so we've identified some values. The word, fellowship of God, families, being spirit-led to be a blessing, reaching the next generation of believers. I can't just quote those. You have to see me living those things out. I can't say we value the word and I don't read it at home. I can't say I value time with God when I don't spend time with God at home. I can't say that I value being spirit-led if I never allow the Holy Spirit to convict me and move me. So I become the lid to those values. Lid number three, organizational excellence. There are some organizational leadership tasks that create obvious lids. Excellence, communication, organization, logistics, systems. Like those are things that are, are becoming white noise in our society, but they're becoming white noise because everybody's talking about them so much and they are important. Your, your ministry will not grow spiritually or numerically, if you are not doing the absolute best you can to create excellence every time you're up there. If your sermons are subpar, nobody's going to listen. If your ministry is unorganized, no one's going to listen. If you don't know how to properly communicate what's going on, no one's going to show up. Like these simple things matter. 
So your, your ministry is never going to put forth more excellence than you are. Your ministry is never going to communicate better than you do. Your, your ministry is probably not going to be any more organized than you are. And maybe you're not a naturally organized person. You better find someone who is and at least organize them to be in charge of that. You know, and, 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 and that's the struggle because none of us are ever going to be good at all those things. We're not responsible to do all those things, but we are responsible to make sure they get done the right way. So you have to ask yourself the hard question. Are, are, we, are, we, are we doing the basics well? Or is the basics a lid for our growth? Lid number four, volunteer mobilization and leadership development. Churches and ministries will quickly outgrow the leader's ability to lead on their own. I mean, once you reach more than about 12 people, you got to start developing some volunteers and some teams because you just can't, you can't manage that many people. I mean, Jesus didn't. I know that sounds cliche, but there's just some truth to it. Our churches need highly trained, highly skilled, well-equipped volunteers. And then the cream of that crop needs to be identified, needs to be tested, trained, and released into ministry. And if you can't do those things, if you can't properly train and equip volunteers and then identify, test, and train, and release leaders into ministry, you have a lid, and your, your capacity is the lid. And, and frankly, all of our capacity is pretty low. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to do this. You gotta be able to equip the volunteers and then you gotta be able to identify, train, test, and release the leaders. If you can't do that, you're stuck. That's going to be a lid. Lid number five, speed versus soul. Speed versus soul. And here's what I mean by this. There's going to be a tension in our ministries and our church to manage the pace of the ministry versus the health of your soul. Because those two things, the faster you go, the more it wears on you. I mean, ministry is a high mental work, requires a lot of energy. The faster you go, the more it's going to drain on your soul. So you have a responsibility to manage boundaries. Sometimes you need to slow down for a minute and get your soul right. At the same time, you cannot become lackadaisical because the soul will get stagnant and complacent. And that's not good either. So sometimes you need to hammer down. This is a lid. And, and, and we see this play out over and over again, particularly uh, in, in mega churches with mega church leaders, that's why we see burnout all the time. That leads to moral failure. They, they, the lid for that church and that person became the speed and pace of their ministry versus the soul care of their health. And so we want to we want to manage that lid because it might look good for a while, but it all come crashing down. And the last lid I want to talk about is the sixth one, and that's playing in the wrong sandbox. This is very 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 common in ministry. Going going back to Acts six. You know, the apostles are doing ministry. They're preaching the word. They're praying. And as a result of that, the ministry grows. And because it grows, the demands of just the organization itself starts to snuff out their calling. And before long, what are the apostles doing? They're waiting tables for the widows. Now, was waiting tables for the widows, was that ministry? Yes. But they were in the wrong sandbox. They were playing the wrong game. God had called them to preach the word. And, and, and this is a problem for a lot of church leaders. They become victims of their own success. As they start doing things, those things produce results. Those results grow the organization, and the tedious demands of the organization increase. The tedious demands of the organization start to choke out the processes that created the growth to begin with, 
And before long, now you're in a reverse cycle where all your growth is going away. And that's exactly what happened to the apostles. So we need to be careful. We need to, from time to time, evaluate what is on my to-do list and how much of this is actually progressing my primary calling. You know, for me as a pastor, my, my, I feel like my primary calling is preaching, leadership development, vision, you know, being the chief cultural officer. So the question for me is, am I doing those things? Am I doing those things? Because if I don't, if I'm neglecting those things for the sake of, you know, fixing a toilet or whatever the case may be, well, that, that isn't going to work long term. And I'm not saying don't fix a toilet. I fixed one yesterday. But I cannot fix toilets at the expense of preparing Sunday sermons. I can't fix toilets at the expense of even doing this leadership development podcast because there are staff members, there are deacons, there are leaders in this church that desire to grow. Not everybody, but some do. And the ones that do, I need to pour into their life. That's my responsibility. So I can't, I can't neglect certain things for the sake of the primary calling. I have to manage those things well. So the question then becomes this for all of us. Which of these lids are we hitting right now? Of those six, and, and there could be more, those are just the ones that you know, I identify. What lids am I hitting right now? And then you have to ask the question, how am I going to break that lid? How am I going to remove that lid? Now, here's the other thing we have to be aware of because the temptation for us, the longer we're in ministry, it, 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 the longer we do this, the more we grow that our, a lot of times our personal lids get smaller and less obvious. However, they're just as important. So we have to be really picky about our life. We have to start nitpicking some things and saying, okay, this is an area that doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think it's going to produce big results if I get it fixed. We have to hunt harder. We have to work harder to overcome the quote-unquote insignificant lids in our life. But when you identify that, you have to start having a plan. How am I going to remove it? Here's the deal. I, I, I just believe in you guys so much. And what I don't want is I don't want any sort of lid to keep you from growing to where God has for you. So start hunting for those lids in your ministry, in your personal life, in your business, and ask yourself the tough question, how am I going to remove this lid? Develop a plan and follow through. God bless. God bless.